Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman. Well, my guest today is Tanya Yuki. She's the CEO and founder of Shareably, a leading provider of social media content solutions for business. Tanya has spent most of her career in digital marketing measurement and analytics and was recently honored with a great mind award from the advertising research foundation she's also been named by forbes as one of their 12 women driving digital in new york and and, and if that's not enough tanya's also the founder of wimlink which has held numerous events and seminars promoting entrepreneurship leadership and professional develop development of women tanya welcome to the program Thank you so much. Good to be here. Really excited to have you on. First, let's just talk about your two companies, Shareably and Wimlink. Tell us a little bit about both of them. Sure, you bet. So Wimlink has uh, definitely been the longer journey. It was something that I founded very early on um, in my time in America, actually, when I'd just come over from Australia. And it was really founded with the goal of creating events and conference spaces and sort of workshops to promote female entrepreneurship and leadership and to create sort of opportunities for women to network with each other and share best practices and, you know, insider tips and secrets. So that's, you know, been something I've been very passionate about since the beginning. We're still growing and going strong there. And, uh, you know, Shareably, of course, is really the culmination of a lot of work that I've done throughout my career um, on the measurement and sort of marketing research side. And it really pinpoints the DNA of why certain social content really resonates with audiences. And in a strange way, the, the two companies definitely do connect because, you know, I think as you mentioned, you know, women definitely do drive a lot of the spending online and, uh, and they're also, in a lot of verticals, very responsible for driving the engagement on social. So in a, in a, in a bizarre sort of way, both companies sort of learn from each other and, and a lot of the, uh, there's a lot of cross-pollination across, across the two. How smart of you to set up two companies that can actually, you know, ignite each other and share those synergies and yet be distinct and different as well. Um, I know Wimlink is the perfect place to tap into really unique female insights. I know you did that recently. I read that you were at the Diversity Woman Conference late last year sharing the results of a survey of female professionals, executives, and entrepreneurs from really a variety of different fields, the topic being leadership, of course. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the premise of that survey. Yeah, you bet. So uh, there are a couple of things that really uh, got us started on this study to begin with. And one was wondering if there were any sort of key differences 
in terms of how uh, men and women perceived leadership and perhaps more importantly, how they perceived themselves as leaders and the qualities of leadership. And it was really, really interesting because um, we did sort of put the initial survey out very broadly, both to WimLink members as well as to um, other industry professionals, male and female. And um, we noticed a lot of uh, a, a lot of really key things. The biggest one being that you know both genders definitely shared a similar perspective of what constituted a great leader. Um, but there were marked differences when it came down to ranking yourself against that criteria. Um, and this was even on a set of people who were at similar points in their career that we did notice that women tended to be a little harsher on themselves when they were rating their own leadership skills and attributes, um, whereas uh, whereas the, the men at least who were taking the survey uh, were definitely much more optimistic as a group. Um, on their own, uh, stacking up against that, against their key criteria. So that was, that was a big thing that was instructive to us that sort of led, you know what, some of it could just be about believing, um, believing in your ability to do something and perceiving yourself as someone who can lead. And, uh, and that was something that definitely jumped out in the study. You know, it's interesting because I've read research before about men. If they feel like that they could do a part of a job, they would raise their hand and say, yeah, I can do that. But that women have to feel like they can do every facet of the job before they'll raise their hand. And it seems like there may be some kind of some synergies with what you were finding in your survey that maybe women are harsher critics of what we're able to do, even though we're probably just as capable. As you said, it kind of comes down to that confidence, doesn't it? It really did. Um, you know, when I first began holding Wimlink events, um, I never really thought that confidence was at the cornerstone of it, but you're absolutely right. It came down to what we found was that in the study that, you know, women ranked themselves very highly on things like, you know, dedicated and hardworking and, you know, all of these sorts of sweat of the brow metrics which are provable and quantifiable based on level of effort. Um, where they tended to rank themselves lower was on things like ability to inspire others, which who knows if you ever have the ability to inspire others. You either believe that you can or that you can't, and whether you know whatever you believe, it kind of becomes true. So you know these sorts of metrics do come down to: do you have that confidence that says yes, I can do this, and yes, I'm ready to do this? And we found that that was where the big differences lay. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that when it comes to it advancing in our career, careers, really women are still having quite a hard time in reaching the highest levels of companies. I talk about it a ton on the show. And there's a lot of debate about what's holding us back. I'm curious, from your point of view, what do you think is holding us back from reaching, you know, the C-suite, for example? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's look, it's always going to vary person by person. You know, I think I would mm-hmm. start off by saying I don't think It's probably a little controversial, but I'm a big believer in focusing on the things within yourself that you can control. So on that note, I don't know that there's anything major externally holding women back. You know, yes, there may be instances, um, you know, where that is not true, but as a general rule, I think the opportunity is there. Um, I think it comes down to a willingness to put yourself forward and really go for what you want. 
and, um, and, you know, and believe that you're able to do it, maybe even before you have external proof or before it's 100% safe to, to say that you're ready. Um, you know, I, I believe it's, you know, more a confidence and a mindset than anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, what was also interesting as I was reading about the results of your survey, that there was some advice that those that you surveyed had kind of to their younger selves. Now that they're on the, you know, they've kind of come through the hard work and they're reflecting on their careers, they, they actually had some advice. Can you share some of those pearls of wisdom? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And this was uh, both through the survey as well as through a variety of um, different discussion threads that we've aggregated over the last two and a half years. And uh, really interestingly, not a single person said, I wish I had prepared better. Um, not a single person said, I wish I had thought more about what I should do or gotten more perspectives or analyzed any more. The top three things, the first was trust your instinct. Um, the second one was just be bold and speak up and sort of, you know, have a bias for action. Um, and the third, which is pretty interrelated, was to think less and do more and be okay with getting things wrong and correcting on the fly. Like, don't be paralyzed by the need to be perfect. Um, so they were all about, um, you know, getting more into your instincts and just being a, a lot more, um, you know, ballsy and sort of, uh, you know, and, and more willing to just do something without really analyzing and making sure it's right before you go and do it. It was like, just pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. It kind of comes back to that confidence you talked about earlier, you know, just having the confidence in yourself about your own abilities. And that's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy, it sounds like, especially for yeah, yeah a lot of women out there. I mean, I, I know Oh, in your business, you know, a lot of female leaders, um, a lot of them, I'm sure, have probably acted on those advice, which is why they're in the positions that they're in. Um, you know, who would you point to as some of those female leaders that seem to kind of personify trusting their instincts, speaking up for themselves and taking action? Yeah, so that's, that's a really great question. I mean, there's so many, it's, it's sort of hard to know. I mean, probably one person and she's spoken at an event of ours, um, and I, she just sort of strikes me. She kind of typifies everything that, you know, I would point to in terms of a leader, not necessarily a woman leader, but just, you know, the leader of a company or of a team. Um, is a woman called Lucinda Duncast-Holt. She has um, a really amazing food startup that she's doing now, but she's got a terrific entrepreneurial background. Um, and just has, you know, really great, fair-minded, clarity of thinking, um, you know, bias fraction, sort of everything that you would you would really want. And she uh, she's a very inspiring speaker and and has achieved a lot through her career that you know I would I would say to others to look to learn from. Mm. Now it was Lucinda. What was her last name again? Duncast Holt. Duncast Holt. Okay. Okay. I'm going to have to Google her after, after her interview. Yeah, I'll is send done. you a link. She's great. Oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. I need to learn more about Lucinda. Well, we're going to take a quick break, Tanya. And when we come back, I want to ask a little bit about uh, your instincts that you followed in your own career as a very successful entrepreneur. More from Tanya Yuki from Shareably and Wimlink when we return after the break. Okay. Time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. 
Time now for another exciting episode of Face of Analytics. Brought to you by AnalyticsSEO.com. In our last adventure, our hero was fending off his evil nemesis, Rhino the Algo. <laughs> That ruthless rhino has updated the algorithm again, and our website is falling down the rankings fast. Have no fear. Use our automated SEO tool to stay updated and to monitor your site with detailed reports. Or use our multi-site project management tool to manage all of your sites to stay on top. Take it from our fearless friend and be your own SEO hero with AnalyticsSEO.com. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Have you tried to do CPA conversions using social PPC and failed? <laughs> You're not alone. These days, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube require true specialists to dominate. Aim <laughs> Clear, the agency, brings definitive psychographic targeting, bleeding edge creative, and killer content amplification to the social advertising table. Aim Clear. This is how you sell with social. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. New York Times best-selling author and serial entrepreneur, Joel Kahn, will inspire, inform, and entertain you. Search social, local, mobile, and everything Web 2.0. It's all here on the Joel Com Show. On demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Purse Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. I've been chatting today with Tanya Yuki, CEO and founder of Shareably, a leading provider of social media content solution for businesses. She's also the founder of Wimlink, which has had um, numerous events and seminars. And ours really supporting entrepreneurship, leadership, and professional development of women. And we've just spent the last few minutes talking about a survey that Tanya and her team fielded with leaders and women leaders and some of the advice that they had for their younger selves, which includes trusting in their instincts, speaking up for themselves, and taking action. Um, and really, it's all about confidence. And Tanya, as a leader in your industry, I'm curious, have you always followed those three words of advice? And is that what, what has led you to um, successfully founding the two businesses that you have had to, to found so far? Gosh, that's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I think I wasn't raised specifically to think too, too much about the differences of being a girl or a boy, you know, I, um, it was really something that I never even really paid attention to until probably the first couple of years into my career when I started to notice that there just were some intrinsic differences that I would see around my coworkers. But definitely, you know, not holding the belief that there's anything that I can't do or that, you know, was sort of anything really specifically different in business was something that I've held throughout my career. And I think 
whether that's to do with gender or whether it's to do with, you know, being from another country or, you know, whatever other sorts of points of differentiation that you have, you know, just really focusing on the task at hand and thinking about the bigger goals and how you can sort of do things to change the world is probably, uh, you know, always been been at the core. I've been sort of too busy worrying about that, worry too, too much about how I'm showing up um, in terms of my differences, I guess. <laughs> and you're fortunate, I think, because I think perhaps um, other uh, women in their career might have a differing opinion. I think that your parents have done a great job, you know, uh, not necessarily distinguishing uh, you from the boys, if you will. But there clearly continue to be barriers in women's advancement that may not be in their control. Would you agree with that? And do you feel that those barriers are things that we can we can get over? So what, uh, maybe I would turn that back to you. I mean, what sorts of barriers do you see? Oh, my gosh. Do we have enough time? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that there is um, a fundamental shift that needs to happen within a lot of companies, especially companies that have been around for decades, in that we're not moving fast enough in converting um, the ratio of men to women employees in general within those companies, there's not enough being done to um, to have a concerted effort in recruiting, retaining, mentoring, sponsorship in which women's work is being recognized and they're getting promoted up the chain of command. Not enough of that is being formalized within companies, in my opinion. And I would also say that I feel like there's not enough recognition of the end business benefit to having women um, with enough concentrated levels at the highest levels within companies. And by that, I mean, we've all seen the research, or at least I hope we all have seen the research by now, about how companies that have, you know, at least two, if not more women on their boards actually do much better than those who do who lack diversity at those levels. Um, there's also research that has come out in recent years talking about how women um, who are at all levels within a company performs better than women who are missing at certain levels of a company, whether they're at the highest of leadership um, or not. So I feel like we have an overall overarching challenge within corporate America today to make sure we're doing enough to support women throughout the entire um, chain of command, if you will, within companies. The other thing I think as well is, um, you know, in general, uh, we look at um, government and our disparate um, inequality within government. Um, I, I see it all uh, laddering up, to be quite honest with you, Tanya, as more of a global economic impact situation, not just a situation that affects women or a situation that affects families, but actually something that affects our core economy and our ability to be competitive in the global space. So I, again, could talk about this forever. I think there's a number of barriers. There's quite a number of solutions, though, and, and there are companies out there that are doing their best to try to achieve those solutions, but we're not working fast enough. Got it. Okay. Well, that's, look, I think you know, there's definitely certain organizational and institutional headwinds that need to shift. And, you know, I think there's too much research, as you point to, to ignore. Uh, I guess I come from the perspective that, you know, I love to focus on things that are more or less within my sphere of control or my sphere of influence. And 
you know, what I get has always been the driving things for me in my career is focusing on, you know, what in my ability can I do to move towards my goals or, you know, how can I make my career or my company my responsibility rather than focus on, you know, potentially broader seismic shifts that may indeed need to happen. But, you know, maybe for me personally, although I form a part of it and not my own personal 24-7 day-to-day missions, I always want to put those two things on separate tracks of, Mm -hmm. you know, yes, there needs to be a dialogue about the bigger picture. Um, but equally, I'm always very sensitive of conversation that makes women feel like victims or feel like, you know, they're up against these massive, you know, headwinds that are pushing in the other direction and it's so much harder because that certainly hasn't been my experience. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely in my industry, the technology and big data, there, there's fewer women. Uh, you can view that as, a disadvantage, you can also view that as an advantage. It makes you more memorable. It tends to make it easier for you to stand out if you're doing something interesting or if you're a high performer, you know, because just frankly, because there's less of you. Um, you know, so I think there's, there's always two ways to look at it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for me, I, I just always come back down to, you know, what sorts of things are in my control and how can I change my behavior and how can I be you know, good enough to essentially beat the ref, even if he or she is making bad calls. Yeah, and absolutely good points. And you're right. There are some distinct advantages to having fewer women <laughs> uh, sometimes to um, to compete against, I suppose. Um, as we wrap things up, I am Yeah, curious. I'm sorry. Just to extend, it's not so much fewer women to compete against, because I don't think that should be the race. I don't think that, I don't see myself as, competing against other women in technology. I see, you know, my business as competing against other businesses. Correct. Or, you know, or in the category. all of that. But it's more like whatever you can do to stand out from the crowd and ensure that your message gets noticed. You know, that's sort of more... I think that the competition against women thing should be something that we should definitely table and not, not <laughs> And not pursue. Good. I'm glad to hear you... <laughs> say that. And thank you for correcting me. We certainly don't want you to go down with uh, having that be your stance, right? Uh, (laughs) Just to clarify. Good. Uh, And on that note, what advice do you have for young women just starting out in their careers, no matter what the career is? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I hate to parrot back to what we spoke to a little earlier, but, you know, I just think, and this is something that I hope to get better at every single time. It's just not worrying so much about things, you know, just having fun with your career, you know, doing things that excite you and interest you and not worrying so much about being right or, you know, how you're perceived because most of the time no one's even busy perceiving you. You know, they're busy worrying about their own sorts of things and I think it's easy to spend a lot of time you know, worrying a lot about how you're showing up and, you know, how to respond to this and how to handle that. And it's it's good to have that self-awareness, but I would, you know, definitely put a focus on, you know, just pulling the trigger as much as you can, putting your hand up for things that seem intriguing for you and not worrying about seeming pushy or seeming over eager. You know, it's, the, the the secret that no boss will ever tell you is that the biggest fear of your boss is that you hate your job or that you're not really in love with what you're doing. 
Um, so any way that you can signal that you're really passionate about what you're spending time doing, I think puts you head and shoulders above anyone, male or female, and not being afraid to let you know to make that visible so that the right people can actually, you know, so that opportunity can actually see you early on. Mm, good work words of advice for sure. And certainly you're someone that we can all learn from. I would love to be able to push out people to learn more about Shareably and Wimlink. Um, Shareably.com and then Wimlink.blogspot.com. Would those be the right places to go, Tanya? Yes, they would be. Perfect. Thank you so much for being on the show today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Really enjoyed talking to you. Uh, It's very, very fun to hear more about your story as well and your journey and your great success. And thank you to my producer, George, for another great show. Join me right here for another edition of Purse Strings next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.